Welcome to How to Save the World, another episode, and this time I'm with Tim again. Hello, and, and I'm with Waveney. Again, hello. And Tim is being a bit of a legend this time. He's putting himself forward as what? Well, on Almost this, naked. On this here sustainability, sustainability podcast for people who might not be as sustainable as they want to be right now, myself included, I am bearing my cupboards... Uh, what do you say? Bearing them open? Bearing them naked? Tim I don't know. Bears They're all. nude. The cupboards are nude. And I've taken out my household cleaners that I've got around the flat so that we can have a look at them. Because it's always been um, this thing in my head that probably the most harmful, toxic stuff in my house are my household cleaning items. And it would be kind of nice to find out a little bit about what's in them and see if there were some alternatives to figure out if, if we can get rid of them and kind of upgrade them to some more eco-friendly versions stuff that, that do works. the same job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Tim, you're amazing. Thanks. So no matter how bad this gets, I just <laughs> want you to know that I think you're amazing oh, thanks, for doing man. this. So, all right, let's get into it. What's the first one? The first one is, um, you can tell how much I clean the bathroom because I had never heard of this brand before I pulled this out. It's called <laughs> Glitz, Glitz Bathroom Cleaner. So who, do you, you live in a flat? Removes soap scum, removes grime. Powerful, clean, citrus scented. Comes in a, a spray bottle. Bright pink. I do live in a flat. We've got a ensuite, which I do a very bad job of. I clean other bits of the house. I do a very bad job of doing the bathroom. So there's a few other things that could be going on for you in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> could come out a new man. Could. So it's actually. Pretty good um, for short-term exposure, this one. It's believed to be mildly irritating to the eyes, and it's not classified as a hazardous material. Oh, that's good. So it's not messing up my personal health by using it. Well, a bit of long-term exposure may cause skin dryness or cracking, which is not too bad on the scheme of things. No, that's pretty um, tolerable, I think. Yeah, and there, there, we've, we've got substances in there that are slightly harmful to the aquatic environment. Okay. Slightly, I mean, obviously it's bad that it's harmful, but slightly seems like a good qualifier. It does have a biocidal action. <laughs> biocidal? Yeah. Oh my God. So a biocide is intended to kill living organisms. I um, mean, that makes sense because the whole purpose of this is to right. basically sterilize. Nuke a few things. Yeah. It's, it's all about killing the bacteria. Um, so we do need to take great care when handling biocides. And the um, so the information I've got for these products is, is not from the back of the product itself. Like because no, we had a look, there's nothing there, eh? Waveney asked me, she was like, "Can you take a photo of the back of these products?" I was like, "There's, there's, no there's nothing on there's here. No point. There's just a poison hotline telephone number, and that's it." Which says a bit about it. Yeah. So they 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 have to have that. Uh, so they, a few legal things kick in if it's over a certain threshold. And so I ended up finding the information I needed um, from the safety data sheets, um, which is this legal requirement for a hazardous material. And so pretty much all of the cleaners we're going to go through today um, had a safety data fact sheet. Um, and they're from various sort of third neutral third parties that um, present that information. I can put, so I'll put some of these, uh, some of the, in the notes, I'll put a few links so that you can actually check out for your own cleaners. It's really, it's actually really easy to do a bit of a Google search and find the safety data sheet. If you get frustrated and you can't find it, which is what I was for the case for a couple of your products, I kind of belatedly went, oh yeah, of course, it's because it's not hazardous. That's why it doesn't oh, have a safety right. data sheet. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So that's the first one. The who, So who, who kind of, where did, where do these all live? 
Um, Are they housed in one specific location? Did you go to a website that has them in one place? I found it easier to actually go around the other way to Google the product name and add in safety data sheet rather than go to a hub. Um, I actually found them through, there's a ChemWatch, there's the EWG, which is the Environmental Working Group. Um, you, I, Some of them were easier to find through the retailers, actually. Almost always, actually, the retailers had a, like say maybe you're buying a cleaning product through Office Max or Bunnings or something. You can look on their online profile of that product, and even if it's quite small and hard to find, there would probably be a link to the safety data sheet. Whereas I found the actual companies themselves um, are a little bit harder to find. Right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that was just the few I looked at. All right, number two. What have you got there? Ajax, Ajax spray and wipe. This is the mainstay of okay. millions, I would say, of household um, dwellers in this country. Multi-purpose spray, antibacterial, lift stains, cuts, grease. You use it everywhere. Spray it on the table, spray it on the bench. Ajax spray and wipe. It smells like lemons. Well, this one, Tim, is a real doozer. In a bad way? I think doozer means bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you're Doozy. a real doozer. Um, so it is a hazardous substance. Oh. It's considered a hazardous substance according to the criteria of New Zealand's hazardous substances, new organisms legislation. There's a law for these things? Yeah, there's a law. It's interesting. And so the ChemWatch guys have a rating um, for flammability, toxicity, body contact, what happens, reactivity, chronic uh, conditions. And this one actually is scoring pretty sort of low on some and then moderate and then kind of moderate to high on some of these indicators. So it's actually a fairly serious one. It comes with quite a few hazardous warnings. It causes skin irritation. It's harmful to aquatic life with long-lasting effects. It causes serious eye damage and may cause allergic skin reactions. Dang. So when you are cleaning, Tim, this one is such a serious one that you need to wear protect. This is what the safety data sheet says about this product. You have to wear protective gloves and clothing. You have to wear eye protection and face protection. Uh, You've got to avoid breathing the spray or the vapor um, and avoid... Release to the environment. Are you, I was saying if it said for me to put gloves on anywhere, I don't think it says that anywhere on the bottle. It's interesting, eh? Not that even if it was on the back in tiny writing, no, you, you would not, read yeah, it at yeah, any yeah, rate, but it yeah. doesn't even say that. Caution, keep out of reach of children. Do not spray product toward eyes. Yeah, there's nothing about gloves. Wow. So I always thought that spray and wipe was fairly innocuous just because it's everywhere. I like know. This is one of the most ubiquitous cleaning I substances. Know, I know. I know. I know. It's so crazy. And did you hear the last thing I said? Because I think you missed it. And it's huge. What did you say? Avoid release to the oh, environment. Yeah. yeah. Which, so when you're cleaning and you've got a, a, a rag, a cleaning rag, what do you do? You rinse it. Yeah. And where does that go? Down. Just down it the releases into the environment. Um. Yeah. So I shouldn't be using that. No, by it's the a big, big no, no. I think I we can sort you out for that. Surprisingly terrible. Oh, my goodness. All okay, right, next, next one. Mr. Muscle Odorless Oven Cleaner. Now, this one I know has got to be like yeah. some cancer-causing, highly toxic. If spray and wipe toxic. isn't going to cut it, then this isn't either, eh? Um, and, yeah, because these products are always, like, number one, what they're doing is lifting some pretty heavy-duty 
stuff off of a steel oven. But two, look at all these stickers that are on there. Corrosive. Flammable gas, number two. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> number danger. Number two? Did you just read out the recycling label by mistake? This is flammable gas number two oh, right I see. there. <laughs> I think it indicates like how flammable it is. It's extremely flammable. That's another warning sign on here. Pressurized dispenser. Do not pierce or burn even after use. There's a lot of warnings on this it's one. There's a lot so of warnings. To be, be fair, some of that's just kind of because it's an aerosol. Mm, but um, this this one, the first place I tried to find information was on the company's website. And I guess this is just a little bit of a nudge for companies um, just to try and I don't know, be a bit more transparent. I found um, information that said, um, read about the ingredients in this product so you can make an informed decision. And I thought, oh, okay, great. So I clicked on that and it just had, it just, it really should say perhaps something more like read about the product so that you can understand the utility of each ingredient. Because that was all of the, that, that, that was the information that they had. They explained why they put those ingredients into the product. There was just absolutely nothing about the downside. Like, it's not an informed decision. Oh, so it was like we put hydrochloric acid in it because it's good at lifting stains. Yeah, exactly. I want to say for the record, there's not probably hydrochloric acid in oven cleaner. Here's an example. Sodium laureth sulfate, or SLES, is a cleaning agent uh, that can be found in toothpaste, shampoos, and lathers and bubbles. So we use it in our product to remove dirt and dispose of it by surrounding dirt particles to loosen them from the surface they're attached to so that they can be rinsed away. Okay, so we're doing a bit of marketing. Bit of, bit an of opportunity a, in the yeah. ingredients list to do yeah. some Yeah, because yeah. they, they know that people are much more onto it than they used to be. People just didn't care. Ten, or maybe 10 years ago, they wouldn't have needed any information like that because nobody was asking. These days, people are trying to find more out. They've got this niggle just like you that perhaps it's not great. So I managed to find um, a link not there, actually. It was really difficult. Um, I, there was a link, but it wasn't directly to that safety data sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found it through Office Max easier. Um, so what I did find out uh, through that information when I did find it is that it causes severe skin burns and serious eye damage. Whoa. Again, it says do not dispose of waste into sewer. It will contaminate ponds, waterways, ditches with the chemical or, u- or used container. What are you supposed to do with it? Well, this is it. Some of these products the other are so hazardous yeah. that you're not actually supposed to dispose of them in the like the hazardous waste, including the including the actual m- packaging. I'm just, I am but a humble stand-up comedian. I don't have access to some hazardous material. I think if it's going to be that hard unit. to dispose of, then uh, you know you just shouldn't buy it in the first place. But then you don't That's know because it's not that clearly communicated which is what we're doing now it is on the can um so i guess if people are looking at the back but uh it feels like this is one of those situations where the producer of the product needs to think about the life cycle of the thing they're creating absolutely they need to to be engineering some solution to like what the consumer is supposed to do with the can afterwards that's right and i mean right now the government is consulting um all of us us new zealanders on uh, whether we want some mandatory schemes in place um, to encourage people I to be. I want all the mandatory schemes Yeah, I want in all place. the mandatory stuff too. Um, How about this for a crazy idea? Put it at the supermarket. That's where I bought it, so I'm definitely buy one. So why don't you bake into the supermarket process? There's a bit that handles 
like hazardous materials that you bought at that supermarket. Yeah, you just take it, it back, back when to you, their yeah, manufacturer yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, going back to SLES, the that compound that oh, I, yes. I read out, Sodium the sort of benign something, something. sounding stuff. Um, so if you dig a bit deeper, it says, yes, this is a common product. It's used in many personal cares to bubble things up. Um, however, it can trigger skin and eye irritation, and it's been shown to produce skin changes in mice um, while also interfering with natural skin enzymes, which I anecdotally, um, I have read that for a lot of people suffer with allergies and some of these really common, the same for skincare products or, or shampoos or um, soaps, contains some of these products that can, I believe, can react to people's skins and really not help with allergies. Um, it has could be contaminated with um, ethylene oxide, which is a known carcinogen as well. Ooh. Um, there's another, just to want to give you a rundown on another ingredient, which is etholeamine. Nailed it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> which is also really harsh on skin and eyes, can cause severe burns and skins, which kind of, in some ways, you know what? I think we all understand we shouldn't be spraying that oven cleaner on our skin and waiting five minutes to see what happens. Well, I mean, the whole point of it is it's so costly. Yeah, so I think we takes... kind of get that it's a bit, that yeah. it's probably going to do that. Yeah. Um, so, makes sense. This is intuitive. Oven cleaner, do, do not get it on your skin. Don't, sure, don't get it on your skin. Don't buy it in the first place. Don't breathe it because you can't dispose of it. It's a hazardous waste. And Have you got alternatives for all of these? I do. Easy, awesome. easy alternatives. Um, the other thing about this little number is that it's got palm oil in it. Oh, no. No, that's actually a good thing at this point, palm Tim. Oil Just another again. reason to not do it makes okay. it easier. <laughs> I guess so. Okay, next one. Next one's Janola Toilet Gel Power Clean. Kills 99.99% of germs. It's a five in one. It's a bleach clean. It cleans under the rim. It removes. They're really clutching at straws to get to five here. Removes <laughs> stains, prevents lime scale, thick clinging formula. Those are the five things that lists as being a five and one. Well, it's anyway, another... Janola, super common. Use the world over. Yeah, another Toi- doozer. Toilets around the planet are, 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 are home to Janola. It is classified as a hazardous substance that is acutely toxic. Acutely, it, and that is bad. specifically if we're getting you worse as we it. go down the list. It can cause severe skin burns and serious eye damage. Don't breathe it. Um, wear protective gloves, clothing, um, eye protection, and face protection. And wash your skin thoroughly after handling. Ensure contaminated... Cl- this is just your toilet cleaner. Ensure contaminated clothing is washed before reuse or discard. If contact with eyes, continue flushing until advised to stop by the Poisons Information Centre... Or for at least 15 minutes. So it's pretty seriously toxic. When they say keep out of the reach of children, it's such yeah. a understatement, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, this is serious, this is serious this, stuff. Yeah, it's literally poison. You're actually supposed to keep it locked up, according to that safety data sheet. Really? And dispose of waste material through a licensed contractor or facility. It's the thing, man. How do we have access to this? I know. Yeah. It contains sodium... Hyper, oh, it's bleach. <laughs> That's what it is. It contains bleach, um, which is actually a powerful greenhouse gas and possible carcinogen. Dang. 
Mm. There are a lot of reasons yeah. to get rid of the, the yeah. Ajax. Yep. Oh, I mean the Janola. Yeah. Uh, and that is across the board with bleach, actually. Yeah. yeah. That is um, a tricky one. Because they're ammonia or so, ammonium, I think, based. Okay, next, the one? next one. Yes. It's from Sealy's. A rapid mold killer. Uh, destroys mold in 30 seconds, Wave. It's Would you be believe it? It's going to a miracle, Tim, if this one isn't hazardous. Yeah. I feel weird touching these bottles now. I'm like, scared I'm going to get stuff on my skin. Dirty. How yeah. ironic. So this one is hazardous. It causes skin irritation and serious eye damage. And again, you've got to wear protective clothing, gloves, eyes, face masks. Um, actually, it says wear a suitable respirator as required. Yikes. And it also contains the bleach. And it's, um, they don't have enough, no one's done the uh, information, they haven't done the research to see if it is an acute aquatic hazard or a long-term aquatic hazard. Oh, they don't even know. Uh, well, the the, not according cleaner. to this particular, there may be some scientists mm-hmm. that's done it, but just in terms of what I could find on the safety data sheet for that information. And you're looking at it. You're someone doing a show looking for this stuff. Like most people aren't even going to. I know. It know? took, it did take. Longer than what your average person has got of time available mm. to find this stuff out. What's the next one? We've got, uh, this is like a home brand, uh, Essentials from Woolworths, pre-wash stain remover, remove stubborn dirt and grime. I don't know how this got in there because I think this is from Australia. So I'm not sure who brought this into the flat, but they're fired. Well. Effectively remove stubborn dirt and grime. Great use on wine, food, and blood stains, as well as uh, collars, cuffs on shirts. Okay, so whoever did bring it into the flat, uh, this is possibly one of your best products. Hey, really? Hey, good old Aussies. Uh, I couldn't find anything on it, so I had to assume it's not hazardous. <laughs> I hope you're right with that assumption. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, assuming if it is hazardous, it, it legally needs a safety data sheet, and I should have been able to find that. Right. Um, so, and it, I did find something that said it was safe for septic tanks. Uh, it's not certified or anything, but um, yeah, I'm sh- certainly compared to some of the other ones you've got there. Accidentally nailed it. Yeah. I'll, I'll read you what it's got on the back of here, hey? It says, first aid for advice, contact a poisons information center. Mm. It's got the Australian number. If in eyes, wash out immediately with water. Uh, if skin or hair contact occurs, remove contaminated clothing and flush skin and hair with running water. So that's not nearly as hard out as some of the warnings no, on the other products. So I think you might be right with this the, one being the not The last so bad. one is the EcoStore one. What does the um, warnings on the back of that say? Is so it- now I'm holding the EcoStore Lemon Dish Liquid, um, which we, we get because we're a fan of EcoStore. Uh Sorry, so what are we looking for? The I was just warnings. wondering, yeah, I was thinking that perhaps there's comparable warnings on that because I know this is a good one. It's um, got a lot of certifications. It's got Environmark, yeah. Diamond, GE-free, cruelty-free. Um, it says... All detergents have an effect on the environment. Always use the correct dose for maximum efficiency and minimum environmental impact. That's about it. Wow, you're not oh, ringing the Sorry, here we go. Center? Avoid direct... Contact with eyes if it occurs, flush with water and seek medical advice, phone, and then I guess that's the poison's helpline, maybe. But it doesn't even say what that phone number is. Huh, interesting. Uh, or like it has the phone number, but not saying yeah, what the yeah, organization yeah. is that you're ringing. 
but um, it seems pretty chill by comparison to things like the oven cleaner and the um, yeah. spray and wipe in Janola. Absolutely. Which is um, good because it's dishwashing liquid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's dishwashing liquid. So it's approved by New Zealand's, I guess it's a premier eco-labeling authority, Environmental Choice. Um, it's got an actual number associated with the certification which I think the more I look into it it's just I think it's just you've got to have certification it's too easy to say oh it's natural or yeah, yeah it's oh, just absolutely. yeah yeah so it's Do you know is it, the more stuff I research around for this kind of thing as well that is one of the biggest takeaways is those certifications are legit and it's such an easy powerful way to change your spending habits is look for organic certification um, Environmark certification, all these different certifications yeah. to guide you through the supermarket. Absolutely. Um, it's good for septic tanks and for your local water treatment. So if you're urban, like by far the majority of people listening to this will, will not have a septic tank. There'll be um, yeah, just we've got some a, pretty crazy listeners out there living out in the WAPs. In the WAP WAPs, like me. Um, but anyway, lots of people will be um, just have a local water treatment system that they're not just like some sort of municipal thing. Um, and... We can so easily forget that all of the stuff it goes down the drain, it goes into the wastewater treatment plant. Um, it doesn't go away. There isn't any magic. Um, there's there's definitely some great processes and filtering that goes on, and they can take a lot of stuff out, but it still doesn't go away. The stuff that they're taking out is a is a bio solid, um, which will still have some chemical profiles of whatever went in, and then. Um, Basically, stuff gets diluted to a point where it's deemed acceptable and washed out. Man, that is not solving the problem. No. So when it says that it's good for a local water treatment system, then hallelujah, because not much else is. Right. Um, so it's really important thing to think through, regardless of where you live or how close to home that feels. It all ends up, I mean, even if you only care about water that you swim in, that it all ends up in the mix. So this one definitely is good for whatever water system that you've got. It is. It's good. And it's good um, for your skin. And the bottle is made from a renewable sugarcane plastic, which they've manipulated that polymer into, uh, funnily enough, in terms of our systems at this stage, it's the best thing they could have done. They've manipulated it into a regular plastic so it can go through the normal plastic recycling channels. Wow. Because if that was a bioplastic, then, you know, it's just problematic. It yeah. 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 It wouldn't work through the same processes. Yep. You know what else this bottle of Eco Store um, lemon dishwash has what? that the others don't? An actual ingredients list. Ah, yes, these guys. That's right. They're fully transparent. A lot of the good guys are actually because everybody else is oh, it's commercially sensitive. Uh, but actually, it's, it's these guys are like here it is. Yeah, Eco Store here saying is. here's all the stuff that's in yep. your bottle. They're really transparent. Um, which main really ingredient? Water. Huh. Aqua. Agua. So, you want to hear about my alternatives? This is what I came here for. That's right. This not to be what... humiliated. Yeah, yeah. I didn't come here to be embarrassed. I came here for solutions, Wave. Give me the good oil. What am I supposed to be using? Do you know that I pretty much, like I thought, oh, okay, maybe I need to assess things. Uh, maybe there's things I'm using I'm not aware of. But it's actually, I just have two things. Wow. And um, Can I take a guess at one of them? Oh, except for I've got the same dishwash liquid as you, so that's oh, yeah. three if I count that. Is baking soda one of them? Baking soda's I one. Flipping knew it. Everyone talks about baking soda. I know, soda. it's so good. And what do you reckon the other one is? Chalk? What? No, oh, no, wait, random. that's a different thing. Chalk's for... <laughs> I really um, thought you were going to guess it. Chalk's for solving, like... Problems uh, on blackboards. No, no, mould. Or, like, damp areas, oh. apparently. It's... um. 
one more guess what you told me, Dad. Salt. No. No, it's vinegar. Oh, true. Yeah. Wait a minute. So the volcano science experiment from when I'm 10 years old in science. Yeah. That's the cleaning products I should be using. Yeah. (laughs) Simple, safe, cheap. And I actually think it works better. All right. So I might be a bit biased. Let's go through like how do we use how do we use these two things and where? Like what stuff do we use for what? And how much do we use? And what kind of vinegar? Am I just getting like white vinegar? Yeah, I think white vinegar is good. And then, so you could use that, is that like the stain remover or do you use baking soda? Ah, yes, for stains. How do we think about that? Because I don't Okay, so I can throw in here a little bit, if I may. Yeah. Because I, on New Year's, the Spain, we were spilling all sorts of stuff all (laughs) over the shop. And um, we had this really cool friend there who knows how to get stains out she's from france and she just was putting heaps of salt on everything yeah. and it worked a treat yeah yeah um actually, that's that's, I, the, that's what i was going to say with stain removal it's about getting it quick um which is a 101 i guess anyway and googling it before you do anything because stain removal for me is a unique process it might involve a bit of detergent or it might involve salt um or just soap, or just some of them are just cold soaking without doing anything. The moment you use heat or soap, you might set it. Yes, uh, proteins. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So just forget the stain remover and just Google it. And you and uh, and if if it's coming up with user stain remover, then just add the word like natural or DIY or something. And you there there are always things lying around it because it's just a chemical reaction. And yeah. some of the things you have got lying around are acidic, some of them are alkaline, whatever. Awesome. Um, so it's quite quite a good, um, satisfying thing. Hell yeah. Okay. What else did you want to specifically know? Oven cleaner. Because it's such a like hardcore one. Uh, just baking soda. So you need, uh, you need a, an abrasive. The baking soda works because it's, well, one of the reasons it works is because it really, you can get a bit of grit in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it called? Abrasive. Yeah, and you can, uh, which is kind of how those cream cleaners work, um, a little bit abrasive, and you can get a, um, like kind of like a coconut husky type material. So, Because that's the other thing, just while we're thinking holistically, it's your rags and your, your scrubbers and all that as well. It's like trying to avoid the plastic on yeah. that. So have... Um, you can look online. Eco Store actually sells them, but um, Huckleberries or a lot of other places would as well. Even maybe some supermarkets. You can just find a, a natural product that is like a fibrousy thing. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Kind of like a Stilo, but um, using some sort of fiber. So they're using a chemical to create that kind of grit, but you could just use something that has grit. Yeah. Naturally, and it, it is it is so good. Can't stress that enough. Do you have um, stains sometimes in your mugs and do you use baking soda to clean those out? I, you know what I find super effective is just soaking stuff in cold water for a while. Really? And it huh. lifts most, well, oh, like with coffee, things yeah, like coffee yeah, stains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or really baked on, because I make a smoothie pretty much every morning and if for some reason I haven't rinsed out the container, that like 
fruit yeah. <laughs> pulp yeah. gets so baked on, yeah, yeah. so sticky to it, and it, but it, it's like huh. impossible to get off. But if you just let it sit Soak. in water yeah, for yeah, know, yeah. 10 minutes, it'll well, lift. Yeah, but like, you know the tea stain in a ceramic or sure. whatever, yes, that yes, kind yes, of yes. thing. Um, yeah. I just have um, a bit of baking. So I just have like a tub of bake. This is the thing. It's so cheap. You can go to Benin and don't don't buy it at the supermarket because it won't be – like if you're buying it in uh, volumes to bake with, yeah. you'll pay for it. But if you go huh. to just like a bulk – store and buy like I buy like a couple of kilos at a time and that right. will last um, for because this is the other thing Tim is that you never have to buy cleaning products again so I've just got like a, a sort of a tub and a fairly I don't know probably maybe about a two litre container so the footprint of that is tiny of baking soda and that'll last me for years amazing and it does everything so I've just got a little a little accessible sort of tub on it. It doesn't even have a lid on it. It's just under my sink in the kitchen. And so I just will sort of pinch a bit of that with my wet hands and rub my finger through on a cup or something like that. And it's just bam, and done. And it lifts and it immediately. Lifts it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, what about the toilet? Um, just, well, okay, let's think through this narrative of having to kill all of the bacteria. It's like what we're really wanting to do is – clean the thing so there's not like physical gross looking brownie bits or Matter. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you want it to look clean. But in terms of um having this sort of ninety nine point nine percent bacterial ecocidal killing action, it's like that is just a marketing hype. Huh, and um we're not going to have any kind of disease leap out of our toilet bowl and somehow get us. Um what we will be doing is flushing all of that stuff through into our waterways um, where it will come back to bite us in the bum. All right, how about this one, Wave? Because this isn't in my bag of tricks per se, but it is somewhere in the house. I just couldn't find it immediately. Window cleaner. How uh, do I get my lovely streaky-free clear windows? Uh, just a little bit of vinegar in with water. Put it in an old spray bottle. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Huh. Awesome. Um, and I've kind of gone next level on that, and you don't actually really need to. The more you, the more wet you get it, the more work it is to get it all nice and clean and shiny. So I've, less I've, is more. Oh, well, I've actually discovered that a, a dry rag is actually like if you're just quickly doing something, that is you can just use a dry rag, and it's so fast. That's why people tell like for mirrors and things. I don't mean yeah. big doors and windows. I've always heard newspaper, like newsprint, to use on windows is the way. Yeah, to like kind of suck up thing. that moisture and to get yeah. it absolutely like bone dry mm, mm. um so have we covered it off in terms of all of the things that you were using and what you could use instead feels like we have feels like i need to do a, a trip to a wholesaler and get like a huge amount an industrial amount of uh, baking soda yeah and vinegar. It's, it's honestly it's just vinegar uh, just baking soda really like i would say even 90 percent of it. it the vinegar i don't use for much um like you can use it as a as a spray in the kitchen as a sort of an antibacterial um um, but you know, I just don't. To be honest, I just use my vinegar kills cloth. odors as well. I know that to be true. Yes, that is true. Um, it's just handy for a lot, and it's it's unlike a lot of these other products um, that we just take for granted. It's actually if you get vinegar on your skin, you'll be. It's actually a positive true. thing. It's it's It'll really good fine. for your skin. Yeah. So there are books on this. There's online resources as well. Wellness Mama is quite a good big data bank, and I found it much easier to just search that site rather than trying to find things in it. Um, 
my website Rubbish Free has got some helpful links and then it's also got heaps of links to other New Zealanders doing cool stuff so that's a good place to start if you're looking for New Zealand info Um, but my favourite is a book called Save Make Do by our very own Lynn Lynn Webster Um, that book used to be called Pig's Tits and Parsley Sauce (laughs) Um, had a bit of a rebrand probably from the publisher uh, she's, she's got a Facebook page and also a website but the thing I love about Lynn I mean, she's been knocking around for years she's a legend and uh, she just says guys don't overcomplicate it like there's a lot of and I'm, I'm totally with her on this a lot of online stuff it's like you're adding little bits of essential oil or you need some borax and you need to kind of make up some little recipes mm. you just don't you just need baking soda <laughs> I love it. It's like a one-word book. So um, there, she she references, and uh, there's this cool woman in America. Actually, she's passed away now, but Vicky Lansky, who's got a couple of cool books that she's written. Um, one's called Baking Soda, over 500 fabulous, fun, and frugal uses you've probably never thought of. 500 uses, Tim. And then she's, not surprisingly, got another book called Vinegar. Over 400 various versatile and very good uses you've probably never thought of. These are awesome. Yeah. That's it. I would like to, my um, possibly sole contribution apart from embarrassingly open my cupboards and bearing my poisonous soul of my flat to the podcast (laughs) is um, I just wanted to Google how to get red wine stains out with salt. Oh, yes. Because if we're going to have three ingredients, right, I reckon salt should be the third one. So baking soda is obviously number one, then vinegar for certain stuff, and then salt should be the other thing. Um, So if you spill red wine in your carpet, the longer you leave it sit, the harder it will be to get rid of. So as soon as you notice it, grab a paper towel or rag and blot the stain to pick up as much of the liquid as you can, first off. And then um, don't rub it in, like dab so you can absorb all the moisture out. Then you want to work from the outside in, blotting the edges first and then removing the center. This prevents the stain getting any larger. Work from the outside in, right, to get all the excess moisture. Then apply some cold water and keep blotting. So we're kind of diluting it. yes. Oh, actually, that's just one method if you don't have salt. (laughs) So you just use water. And now the salt method is that you just pour a crazy amount of salt on the stain while it's wet. That's what I've done. And then it's the fun of watching the salt go red. Yeah. Uh, A good dabbing job will take most of the wine out of the carpet, but usually not all of it. To help the rest, try covering the stain spot with a generous portion of salt. The salt granules will gradually draw the moisture and the stain out of the carpet in the next few hours. So you just leave it sit there with a big pile of salt on top. Since salt works by absorbing the stain's moisture, there is much. uh, This is much less effective for dried stains. So this is if it's just happened. Pour a bunch of salt on it, and that'll take it out. Let the salt sit for um, an hour and then you can just vacuum it all up and it'll just go into the and so that's completely non-toxic it's salt and it's it's fun everybody loves watching this happen (laughs) it is when it happens at a party i reckon people are looking for everybody gathers around who's who's got a ton of salt I had a cool experience a long time ago when a friend, when we were all poor and a friend of mine was house sitting this really cool pad in um brighton no, Christchurch. Sumner, yep, oh, yeah. in Christchurch. It's, and it was this 
kind of circular three-story house. And I reckon that's probably enough information for the owners to go, oh, it's my house. Anyway, here's the lowdown. This is what happened in your house about oh, 15 years ago. Uh, my friend was house-sitting and um, she was like, oh, my gosh, this place is the ultimate party pad. And she wanted to throw a big party but was paranoid about um, damage and stains. Yeah. So she themed it as a white party and we all had to wear <laughs> white and the only drinks we got was only clear or white drinks. That is genius. It was genius. That is a great way to avoid stains as well. Just drink gin and white wines. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, well, Wave, thank you so much for doing the research. I'm going to throw all these things out. Well, I'm going to figure out how to do it responsibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how are you going to throw those things out? We've got to figure, we've got to crack that, actually. That's the next mission. And replace it all with baking soda and vinegar. So easy. And salt for fun, even though we don't salt have a lot fun. of carpet in our place. but. <laughs> Uh, so, and I invite you to do the same, folks. This is really easy. This one, some of the stuff we talk about on this podcast, kind of complicated, kind of big problems, big issues. This one's easy. This is a classic win-win-win, just the way I like it. It's cheaper, it's simple, it's not toxic, it's it's more convenient. You cannot beat the convenience of it. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll catch you in the next episode with more life-changing tips on how to save your life and the life of the planet. But until then... Stay sustainable out there, folks. Yeah, keep cool and sustainable.